0: Midnight Gospel. Yeah, I write that down. Yeah, I think you'd love him, man.
1: But look, this week, um, this week we're talking about tigers. We've
0: been very successful in the quarantine because it just it came out and captured everyone's imagination while everyone stuck at home with nothing else better to do but watch uh, this crazy guy (laughs) run his tiger zoo and rant and rave and. I mean, yeah. What, what do you think of the show as a whole? I mean, it's it's wildly entertaining, but like, uh, there's a lot of people are having instantly having kind of uh, moral debates around it, whether it's uh, taking advantage of the people involved of the tigers, exploiting, uh, you know, some of the the contributors. Exploiting who? The people in the show. I, I mean, in a sense. I mean, there's there's uh, yeah. I mean. There's a few things uh that you that I, I i put down in notes that i read about yeah um, there's there's i mean there's joe exotic right who runs it basically i'll just give a quick synopsis it's about joe exotic he runs the zoo uh this gw zoo it's a tiger zoo it's a si- tiger sanctuary whatever you want to call it and it's basically about him and all these other big cat enthusiasts Uh, people who own big cats in the states you're allowed to own these tropical wild animals over there for some reason there's more animals there's more tigers in captivity in america than there is in the wild in the rest of the world yes between five and ten thousand and there's less than four thousand tigers and then basically so it talks about various people in the states who own these and they're all eccentric they all essentially kind of run cults some of them do the re- like personality cults. There's one episode that focuses on that, and then there's a woman called Carol Baskin who runs the big cat sanctuary in um, Florida, and he has a feud with her, and they go back and forth and there's legal battles, and it's all over the top, and he accuses her of killing her first husband. There's a whole episode that's pretty much dedicated to proving that she killed her husband. And then it goes on further from that to when uh, Joe's running for president and running for governor. That falls apart. He's in a lot of legal problems. He gets this other guy to come in to help him with the zoo. Eventually this guy takes over the zoo and he ends up in prison for hiring someone to mur- murder Carol Basket. And it, was he set up? Uh, did they take the zoo off him? And, and did they kind of frame him? or You know what I mean? Anyway... Uh so there's a lot of stuff going on in this show it's Graeme, that was uh, that was an
1: impossible description <laughs> that you you just said so simply yeah you just summarized everything into a nutshell so perfectly you weren't even looking at a note or anything just, did you go back to watch no, it how would you do I, that
0: i i have a few notes here yeah. i do it's impossible yours are a bit more organized story. than mine Uh I I I had a I have a basic synopsis and then I kind of mm. have notes on each episode. Um, I think the first half of the show is better than the second half. It's almost like it's two episodes too long, or they kind of milk it a little bit at the end. Yeah, it's okay, like, yes, yeah. just a a critique. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much stuff, but yeah, it is. I mean, oh god, we okay. W- where do you start? I mean, what? Do you, well, I guess is there anything that jumps out of you?
1: Yeah, in terms of timeline, it seems like Joe Exotic caught the attention of a producer. And I don't know how they met. I, I can't remember if they talked about this in the show. But, uh, you know, he had his own reality show. And that was kind of the first yeah. introduction, yeah. I think, of Joe Exotic outside of just having this place of, of, of taking care of tigers. Um, and I think he genuinely did like the animals. And I think he, he had a good heart. Um but but like it says at the end of the show, I think I think the idea of him becoming uh, a celebrity of sorts or or popular, having that type of attention definitely wet his appetite, and he got more carried away with that and became a bit more of a diva and became more of well just selfish. But I, I I think it's it all kind of started with that show and so they I don't know there's so much discussion about like tapes burning like how many times did, like tapes and studios get burnt down and yet we still have. All yeah. this old footage. Well, we have all this old footage because the reality show existed. But imagine what kind of like. Yes. Imagine how much more backstory we would have and, and, and actual footage to go back to if it was never burnt down. Um, yeah. But I guess. Yeah, there's the there's a guy. Joe Joe's what? not even the worst of them. He he's the most. I guess. Right.
0: Of, I mean or maybe I'm just you,
1: sympathizing cuz he's like the main guy so we know the more, most about him and we connect to him the most.
0: You see you see that's see that's it. This is uh, this is where I run into problems with the show. Like it's hugely entertaining. It's very enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. It's very like Netflix documentary. They had their own style of, you know, like making a murder and all these other docu series. Where they build it up and it's almost like reality television. Like Everything's very over-dramatized and the characters all seem crazy. And they edited it together in a way that is most impactful. And really, uh, without jumping too far ahead, but by the end of the show your sympathy is with Joe. And they make it look like they convince you, they heavily suggest that he's been set up that other people have done a lot of stuff wrong and that he's the one who's the only person who's ended up in jail. They heavily suggest that Carol Baskett murdered her husband. Mm -hmm. And essentially he's been like keeping tigers Mm -hmm. and doing a lot of, he's been making money off keeping tigers in cages. And he drugged up two guys and married them and one of them blew his head off. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of nasty shit circling around Joe. And I was like, I would not like to be friends with this person in real life I think I would end up being hooked on Matt and would be sucking his dick and then I'd wake up with a gun against my head and I'd be holding the trigger yeah
1: (laughs) when you put it like that you know what I mean (laughs) but but the thing is, is does it take Joe's side does it take his side or is it just showing his perspective because they decide that there's so many things happening in this uh, in this story, but Joe's like the one who has the background story. Maybe he's the most eccentric, and and they just decide to take yeah not his side in terms of like moral or ethical, but just his his angle as a as a character, right? So that's why we just we kind of follow his journey because they decide to film with him. But that, that they're not. I don't know if they necessarily. You you think they imply that he's he's in there for the wrong reasons? Well, there there is a feeling. You do feel by the end of it like he shouldn't be in there, yeah, but but I, I but I guess as you said, like he's he's done many things. Well he did definitely want yeah, to kill when, her. When it, I mean, come on, he Yeah. He wanted her there.
0: Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah, no, there's as he has own internet show, he has a blow up doll that he dresses up like Carl Baskin and he puts dildos into the doll's mouth mm. and he says he wants her head in the jar and at one point he actually shoots the blow up doll with a gun. Uh so yeah, there's definitely, uh, he tells everyone he wants her dead uh, yeah. repeatedly over years. Um, but the, the the documentary does point out that uh, the guy who he apparently hired to go down to Florida to kill her didn't go to jail. And he even said he never went to Florida. He chickened out. Yeah. So how does he end up in jail for giving this guy money to kill her and he doesn't go to jail? And uh, we all know who he is apparently he got put away for 22 years or something along with all these uh animal cruelty charges um but yeah it's it's he's the glue that holds this whole thing together it's his story basically and everything branches out from there i mean you know ultimately unless they make him look like hitler you're gonna have sympathy with him because you're the he's the character who you spend the most time with Mm-hmm. Um, but like he's a ama- he seems like a crazy person. I just it's I think the most shocking thing about this whole show and about all the characters in it is that it's hard to believe that any of them are real because if you wrote them as characters, you'd be like, ah, oh, it's too over the top. Nobody would believe yeah. it.
1: But that's the amazing you know? thing. That's amazing thing about these people. I I like you. You said that it was a bit like reality show. Like they kind of exaggerated certain parts, and I agree with you. They definitely do that and take take creative control doing that i think as documentaries kind of have over the last few years anyway just to kind of keep you hooked and have a bit yeah. of a cliffhanger and like be like oh did they do it and all this by the next episode but but they're also like all naturally crazy they're all they're all in the middle of nowhere and they're just like eccentric people just kind of like country folk just doing whatever the fuck they want fuck the law just like let's handle it yeah. ourselves with guns, you know what I mean. Like, but he—he he is crazy, man. He's just walking around shooting things randomly at times, and he was giving drugs yeah, to this, his his boyfriends, his wife's, his his husbands. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So like, what was he taking? How many days was he on coke or drinking or or on copious amounts of marijuana and crack cocaine and walking around with a, a live gun and demanding things off people. Yeah, he's insane for sure. But but then th- this is the question, Graham, is he so charismatic that we not forgive him? But but that we 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 entertain it. We're like, yeah, keep going. We want to see the we want to see the crazy. Cuz you're fun and crazy.
0: Well, that's that. De- you're definitely hitting on something there because that's what makes this show so successful that you can't we're the audience is is a willing participant because everybody watched it and binge watched it we're talking about it now, mm-hmm. and it's regardless of whether you say he should be on Netflix or not like you could have a debate whether they should have let the show go out like this is not a terrible person uh we all indulged in it in the craziness and laughed at it and and call you know point of fingers. But, you know, I suppose real people's lives. There's, there's one bit in the show where they talk about, like, everybody who works for Joe are basically, like, ex-prisoners. And mm-hmm. he gives them, like, 100 or or $150 a week, and they live in a trailer. And they get vans of gone-off Walmart God, field, meat yeah. to feed to the tigers. And the staff eat all this meat. You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> that's just so ethically wrong. and mm. uh, be doing this there's there's an actual scene where there's like a woman at a gas station she looks like she might be an addict and he's like oh why don't you come down and you can work in the place and we'll give you a second chance and i was like this this woman needs probably like proper rehabilitation Mm. and an attempt to re-enter the community then going to work at joe's tiger zoo um so but see that's it he's just i mean not only just the workers but like his husbands and the whole thing of he had them on drugs and they're on meth and then the whole backstories is revealed that two of these guys weren't really even gay they had yeah. no history of of even going out with men and then they just ended up with joe because he gave them money and cars and meth and just everything around joe is just you know if it was painted in a different light you could have zero sympathy for this person mm. yeah You know, and then somebody like Carol Baskin, who's been completely demonized all across the internet in in memes, uh, you know, people seem to be talking more about her killing her husband than the fact that he actually got convicted and sent to jail. You know,
1: she so don't think she did it.
0: Well, they make a very very interesting argument. It's ta- it's very juicy, especially when you watch it the way they lay it out. It seems like th- th- there's definitely, I mean, he just vanished, so there's definitely a huge question of where did he go. Somebody knows something.
1: There's well, something very off about disappear. that woman, though. I mean, the one thing I'll say about these two characters, as eccentric as they both are in their opposite ways, and she seems to be a very caring person and cares a lot about the tigers that she has in her cages, as opposed to the tigers that other people have in their cages because she's doing good and they're doing bad. Both people having tigers in cages I don't understand but anyway uh, but hers is a rescue center Um in fairness they're not getting secondhand meat probably but she does have a lot of money because she got a lot of money off a guy she met who was circling a neighborhood when she was leaving her boyfriend at the time or husband and then got into this guy's yeah. car because he said he had a gun that she could hold So she got into the car and said, okay, I'll hold the gun on you. And that's how the relationship started. And then she found out he had loads of money. And then he ends up being terrified for his life and then just disappeared. And everyone connected to him in the family doesn't like her, has no connection to the money, no connection to the zoo, and has just been completely pushed out of everything. I mean, that's a strange person. Um, Also, I've watched a few body language experts watch her and say that like... It, you know, people have different tics, of course, you know. You can't say the same thing is always across the board for everyone unless they repeat it with certain emotions because then there's a rhythm, you know what I mean? Like, for example, when you're looking at someone's eyes, if I look up to my right when you ask me about a certain date, if I look up to the right-hand corner, that's usually me remembering something. That's me creating an image from my head that's, like, going back into the into the hard drive. If I go look up to the left that's me accessing a different part of my brain with imagination, I'm creating something new. So body language experts can look at your eyes and tell if you're making up something or if you're receiving it from the past. And you know, I've watched a few videos where they say, you know, they're just YouTube body language experts, you know, whatever that is, body language experts. But um, Hmm. it definitely, they say her mouth is, is holding back from stuff and she's like bouncing from emotions. Maybe trauma still or Maybe she's, like, figuring out how to act. Um, But like you said, yeah, I'm definitely falling into the trap of the juiciness of of her being this person who's acting good, who isn't good, uh, and just loves tigers, wants to be around tigers, and wants to do it in a way that's kind of with the law so she gets away with it. Mm. So she gets to have her own tigers as well. Uh, But that is bullshit, in a way. You have to admit that's bullshit. At least, like, with these two characters, at least you have to admit at least Joe is like he's got his balls out he's like this is exactly who I am without any pretense
0: yeah
1: well actually but even at that he's lying to himself about a lot of shit too though
0: he is he is is, yeah yeah.
1: many many things about being a king
0: (laughs) the the interesting thing you brought up about Carl I didn't think about this Mm. since I watched it the first time was when, uh, yeah, her, the the guy, I forget his name, who who she's accused of killing, her second husband. Yeah. Uh, Don, Don something. Mm. Um, yeah, he, he gave her, basically he gave her like a gun and that's the first time they met. She sat in the car and held a gun on him. Yeah. Because he, she wouldn't get into the car. And there's something very, it's almost like a, a weird sort of fetish, isn't it? That she would actually get in if she was allowed to hold a gun on him. You know what I mean? It's, it seems to be some sort of it's
1: crazy. It's a very intense way to meet it's someone. I mean, it just I don't I, I'm not saying that's th- that proves that she killed her fucking husband obviously, but like I don't know, that's a very strange. Who would get into a car with a stranger and hold a gun against them?
0: Exactly. And like it's mad. It seems a bit it seems a bit stupid because if if somebody if i If somebody offered me to get into a car, for example, and then they try to make me feel better by saying, "You can hold this gun on me first of all, that would make me more uneasy mm-hmm. and secondly, if I don't know how to handle a gun properly compared to this person, they could easily just take it off me mm-hmm. potentially just because I'm holding it doesn't mean I'm more safe I could be at more risk holding the gun. You know what I mean I'm going do shoot this person while they're driving the car and then it crashes. You know what I mean there's lo- it just it just seems kind of crazy in like you know what I mean all across the board, and she is a kinky person there is something you know her husband her new husband who seems very boring with his glasses and his sandals and his shorts, and then there's these photos from the wedding where he's dressed up with the collar on and he's on all fours, and it's very bizarre you know like she definitely she has a secret kinky side. I mean these tigers I think, and everything.
1: I think we all do for sure. I mean I'm not gonna blame her for that, but <laughs> No, but she look, she definitely she has a she has a dominating thing to her personality. And so not that, that not that there's anything wrong with that, but I I think sometimes you can smell bullshit on people when they act nicer than they are. Or act like a little bit like they're innocent and like they're on the good side when there's there's way more to them than that. And with her there's I'm not saying she killed her husband. But there's there's a darkness to her. There's something way more than what she's showing with this, like, bright-eyed, like, Ah, I love tigers. I'm looking after tigers. There's way more than that. Um, and that doesn't mean it's fucking evil. It just means, you know, she was in love with tigers. And he was doing things to them that, like, you know, he wanted to sell them. He wanted to, like... Yeah. You know, and she wanted to protect them. She's, like, obsessed with these tigers. She's like, no, no. And... I mean, she said she was raped at fourteen. If that's true, like that could have left a big impact on her. That could have scarred her. She said, like, yeah. something about a neighbor. She was
0: abused by her husband as well,
1: and She's abused by her husband. You know she what I mean? So, like, that being said, she also could just be someone who's gone through a lot of shit in her life, and and because of that, she is just a little bit kooky. But, but, but like, I don't know. It just seems like a facade to me. But her personality is just a little bit bizarre. Um.
0: What's what's that thing, Jamie? Like you know when you meet people and they are very uh, wide-eyed and smiley. And I've met people like I have uh, a yoga teacher, right, who I go to very nearby, and he's very smiley and very happy, but it doesn't make me uneasy. Yeah, he's just he's like he's that guy, and he's very genuine. But then there's other people, and I think like Carl Baskin, who has this smiliness and this wide-eyedness, and you're like. Oh, hold on. This is bullshit. There's something mm-hmm. not right about it. Like, what? what is that? Is that like a coping me- mechanism? For them?
1: Mm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. You see, that's the thing. Like, sometimes when people just even... Like, going back to the whole body language thing. Like, they say 80% of communication is body language. And, like, humans, like, our eyes are so equipped at, like, noticing that shit. We can look at someone and tell they're not, like, smiling for real. We don't know why. We don't know how to decode it. But there's something in our brain that's saying like this person isn't really smiling that you know it's a fake laugh, it's a fake smile it's a fake a fake happiness um and it does make you it makes it makes people uneasy when we're around others like that like it doesn't always mean something malicious is happening on the other end like sometimes people can just be insecure and because they're insecurity, they act a certain way, but then you are like unsure why you find them uncomfortable to be around. you just know you don't want to be around them. You're like oh, there's something mm. I don't like, but it's just them maybe being insecure. So then they're forcing a, a a like a fake confidence or a fake happiness. I don't know, man. But it's it's uh, she has something like that that that's not nice. And I guess and I, in a strange way we I even appreciate Joe's exotics openness to, to a lot of his madness, a lot of his like corruptness was put out there. Like he did talk about the drugs. He did talk about a lot of the stuff that he was doing. And he pointed out that she was kind of doing the same thing with the Tigers, but just with the word rescue on top of it. So it's it's hard to know who's right and who's wrong yeah. in this situation. Uh, well, Joe clearly is on many accounts. But the problem is, like you said, man, he got away with it. Or the opposite. He didn't get away with it. Everyone else did. All the other yeah. Tiger Kings and Tiger Queens in the in this whole fucking chess game. Like... Do you remember the doc yeah. as they called him, the guy with the ponytail, who would ride the
0: elephant? Yeah, Doc, a- Doc Antle.
1: What a yeah. character! What the fuck? They yeah. called he called himself the Bagavon. All his wives called him Bagavon, which means lord. Right. <laughs> the-
0: <laughs> that was so fucked up. That was the second episode. That was probably the most. The whole yeah, that whole cult thing was kind of horrifying.
1: Yeah, he would have uh, apprentice... I- apprentices that were women that wouldn't get paid really they'd want to work there they'd call him Bhagavan yeah. and
0: he'd give them names
1: he'd give he'd give them new names new identities if they wanted to kind of like It'd move up in things. the world it was kind of recommended by do girls that you sleep with him and uh, he preferred virgins I mean what this guy had his own little universe created that looked like a paradise but was a little it's, bit like a brothel so
0: sick <laughs> it was yeah. yeah and and they interviewed that one girl who like she who got away uh, she does the most in-depth interview mm. and kind of explains everything and how he would kind of just yeah it was kind of like a personality cult you know what i mean and the guy they go back in that episode they went into the history i remember there was one guy who um he he got he went to prison because he cut up Uh, an undercover agent and buried him or burnt him on his property. Remember that story? And they intercut it with scenes from Scarface, the guy getting chainsawed in the bathtub. Yes. And, yeah, they they go to interview this guy and then they jump back and they they link Doc Antle to him. Yeah. And basically, that's how Doc got into it. He met, the two of them met when they were younger and then Doc got into keeping tigers and exotic animals from this crazy guy who they're basically comparing to scarface and he did get put away for for he says he didn't kill the guy but some other people killed him and he was the body was on his property so he cut it up and burnt it and just a crazy story whatever way you want to look at it mm. if, if he's telling the truth or if he's if he's if he did maybe kill him but like all these people just are crazy and they're kind of uh, ...so wrapped up in themselves, you know? Yeah.
1: That Scarface character. He kind of came in and yeah. then just... He wasn't in the story for the rest of the time.
0: Yeah, it was just... It was just a small section in that episode. And then he disappears again, pretty much.
1: I and think yeah. one of my favourite characters in this whole thing... And, and it's funny I'm saying characters instead of people. um, Was... Uh, oh, fuck, did I write down his name? He was the, the guy with the belly and the, the long hair... Who decide to become um how do you say it? it to work undercover? Okay, his name was James Garretin, mm-hmm. confidential informant. Yes. Graham, yes, we were he's... just talking about Itonia in the last episode. How much does that guy remind you of the guy from Itonia? <laughs>
0: That's the guy. Sean character.
1: It's the exact same guy, yeah. <laughs> he's the same hilarious. Thing. And
0: when he's on the um he's on jet the jet what the the jet ski, yeah and the, with slow the air motion and the... <laughs> oh so good it's perfect so good. yeah yeah um but yeah they really milked out those segments at the those last two episodes because it was all yeah. about the FBI become involved and then he's undercover and they're trying to get Joe to pay the undercover agent, but it never happens and it rolls on and on and on and on and on yeah I mean all these all these characters seem like horrible people like they're all pretty much trying to fuck each other over in one mm-hmm. fashion or another you know um, it's terrible it seems yeah
1: a lot of these people seem to already be acting like they're in a reality show or something it's like they all yeah anytime they're interviewed you can see like they almost don't care what it is they're being accused or asked about as long as they're kind of like in this I don't know if it's just like that that part like that that way that they live where they're just kind of out in the middle of nowhere there's a bit of like a wild westness feel to everything
0: that yeah. they
1: just don't give a shit and, and being filmed is, is just like adding fire to the narcissism maybe or the, to yeah. the
0: I think so I think it's because it, Joe because they explained that Joe had his own internet show mm-hmm. and the guy who comes to make the internet show was filming his own reality show that he was going to then sell. all the tapes get burned but um, yeah. they, there's a few scenes in it where they're like filming the reality the internet show pretending like Joe's getting out of bed and you know it's like Kardashians in a way you know what I mean mm-hmm. like they know that Two of the characters had an argument and said, okay, let's recreate it now for the reality show. And then, so they're having the same argument and you can tell it's contrived. I think these people, Joe at least, has been living in this world for a long time. And there's even, um, there's a Louis T- uh, Louis Tarou documentary with Joe Exotic as well. He did uh, episodes. Is there? Yeah. Uh, yeah i think it's on netflix on oh, netflix like oh, is, it, is
1: it like a once-off or is it part of a series or
0: no it's a once-off he was doing like louis teru's word weekends and he goes to like a brothel in las vegas and then he goes to talk to ufo people and one of the episodes is with joe exotic um and this is like years and years and years ago it's more than 10 years ago maybe um, and it's mm-hmm. like yeah it's the same it's the same Joe exactly, that you know from the show he's just kind of crazy and he's you know Louis asked some of questions about like his personal life and his boyfriends and is it ethical to keep these tigers in cages so I think he's been performing like mm-hmm. this for a long time you know he has this you know it's just like when you step back you kind of get almost too used to him with, like he, his hair is crazy Um his He's wearing these like flamboyant shirts and these tight jeans and he has the guns on it. You know what I mean? Like he's ready to be talked about just when he walks out the door before he even mm. opens his mouth. You know, like publicity is just like a part of the game, it seems.
1: For sure. I mean he said anytime or about well, people noticed and said that he would any time the cameras would be on him, he would just start like shouting at people and firing people just to create some drama, just to look like he was in power. I mean I don't know yeah. what he Or to look like he was the boss. I mean, I don't know why he would flick on that switch all of a sudden cameras are on him so just start being a dick. But that's the thing. Like, some people want attention. They don't care if it's good or bad attention. They just want to feel like they matter. And they're being watched. And like...
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's that's it. And then the whole presidential thing. A lot of people are saying that he was just doing that for more business. And he thought more business would come out of it. He was running at the same time the whole Trump thing was happening. For the first time in America. So like, maybe he saw Trump and he was like, hey, he's trying to boost his uh, his business profile. Maybe I'll do the same. And then it didn't work, and he that's... kept trying, and he's like, I'll go for mayor.
0: you mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? It's, it's nuts. I, I literally think it was, um, it was it was like a publicity stunt, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. Sorry, I just, something popped up on my phone there. I thought it was All gonna, right. I thought it was gonna collapse in on itself um yeah no i think it was literally like a publicity stunt i don't think he like he he was never done a in remotely run for president or even get a few rungs up i think it was just in his local community in his state um oklahoma or wherever they were it was just to get publicity this crazy guy yeah this crazy tiger guy's running for president and yeah backfired because i think jeff lowe uh there's a scene in it where he tells the camera that uh he made him take down all his presidential stuff he put it up all over the zoo and he told him to take it down because it was it was turning people off going to the tiger sanctuary or the or the zoo jeff lowe yeah, it is it, insane that's in the that's the that's the guy the um uh, the guy who takes over a zoo you know who comes mm-hmm. in as an investor uh, with the bandanas and the baseball caps he looks like your dad if he was trying to be cool you know that sort of way I mean yeah, anybody's yeah. dad not your dad yeah yeah I know <laughs> yeah yeah he's too uh, yeah
1: just you see him at some points like with all the shit off and you're like oh you're like you're like much older <laughs> it's so, but you do have a young so wife there's one point where his wife's like quite pregnant and they're looking at at nannies to have and he's like yeah if if she says we gotta have a nanny And I have to look at this woman all the time Then I get to choose which nanny And he's like showing her off like That's a hot nanny right And it's like wait what's going on dude And like he makes a few like gestures Like a I know I feel like it's like what a teenage male would do Like ah yeah. Look at this sexy woman I'm gonna have in my house While my woman's Like ripped open from the child That we're having <laughs> Like what are you doing dude Oh, it's Jesus. so bad, isn't it it's yeah, yeah
0: he's he's a, such a shallow character. I mean his whole thing was um driving around in Ferraris that he didn't own and got getting trips and private jets. It's like okay, it's somehow he managed to generate enough money to have the appearance of wealth, but he was never actually really wealthy. Mm. This was all rented stuff he didn't own a jet he chartered one. He would go to Las Vegas and bring tiger cubs in his luggage in and bring them up to the room. Yes. In suitcases and convince pretty girls to come up to the room. And then, yeah, there's one horrific bit where he's standing next to his young wife and they're talking about this whole thing in Vegas and then he says, yeah, like, little pussy gets you big pussy or something like that and she's just, like, Say standing again? next to him. And I was, he's <laughs> You're going to make me repeat it. He says, uh... Yeah, big... Uh, he says, little pussy gets you big pussy. Uh. Yeah, uh, talking about the tigers and it's just yeah. so terrible and like his wife is standing right there and it's like this guy is he's going to dump her and get another wife if if that's what he has to do like he, you know what I mean like he doesn't care he
1: and I think that's why himself. she puts up with it in a weird way because you oh, can see on her face she's like <laughs> but she's like she's pregnant with his baby so she clearly sticking around to it all I don't know, she man. probably
0: thought he had loads of money when they got married, and now she realised oh, it's fake money. If I divorce him, I don't even get anything.
1: Fake person.
0: She's gonna have and a like, few kids, then divorce him, so she he has to pay her.
1: And look, support. man, I I believe he is a con man. I do believe that he 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 had some part to take in in a setup, or at least in leading things on. The problem with Joe Exotic, I think, is is I I don't think he's very calculated. I don't think he's a... I don't think he's a psychopath. He might be... He, he's definitely got sociopathic tendencies. I think he, he's got rage and he reacts to things and it's all emotion. So... But I don't think he's yeah. he's like... I don't think he plans things out. That doesn't make it necessarily any better. For some reason, some people might appreciate yeah. that more because they're like, oh, okay, you're just an animal. You just react to things, you know? Uh, as opposed yeah. to like a machine, you know? Like a... Re- like, a different type of evil, you know, like a psychopath is like, they're planning how to like, fuck with you. Yeah, like It's, it's, it's melodically, I think, figured out. And I, I think Jeff Ho definitely, Jeff Ho? Jeff, no. <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Ho. He wants the hose. <laughs> he wants the hose. Him and his tigers. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus.
0: Yeah, no, he is definitely more manipulating. He, he yeah, I think he, he might, in, like I, w- I wouldn't want to give him too much credit that he orchestrated Joe getting caught for, you know, paying to kill someone, but he definitely, like, encouraged them down a road where he knew this could happen. He
1: definitely orchestrated. He definitely pushed the right buttons, but it's like yeah, it's not like yeah, it's they weren't there thing. in the first place, you know? He talks yeah. about killing her all the time. He said he wants her dead.
0: Yeah, so I... He just made it I happen. I think Joe... I think, like you said, Joe is a bit Possibly. like a... He's like an animal. He's just kind of going from one thing to the next, making it up as he goes along. And... Because they even say when when they have the undercover FBI are trying to... They have an undercover agent that is posing as a hitman. And and Joe says he wants to have her killed, but they can't do anything until he hands over the money. That's the part of the thing. He has to give them... And he never hands over the money for ages, so they, they scrap the undercover idea. Like, he was... Yeah. I mean, they, they kind of, I, I feel like they almost didn't touch on it enough because it's almost said very nonchalantly. Like, he was meeting with an undercover agent about getting mm. her whacked. He just didn't give the agent money, so they couldn't charge him directly through the agent. It's, he gave the other guy money, and then they had phone calls. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like he, he, so I feel like he was all talk, and and it took him ages to actually come up with, money about it if he was seriously thinking about murdering this woman he would have you know sold a few trucks and given this guy a few grand to get her whacked but he didn't he put it off he put it off so it's just like this is such a messy person he can't even try and hire someone to whack someone properly like he's you know what I mean it's just so messy so but
1: then is that the thing is that is that kind of proving that he didn't actually want her killed he just it was like just talk it was just Problem is, there's too much evidence. There's him saying it every day. There's him shooting dolls yeah. that are dressed as her. There's him getting lookalikes, yeah. like actual identical doppelgangers of this woman and uh, of Carol and, and and having her, like, prance around his zoo feeding animals while he's singing yeah. around her. Man, this guy, you have to, like... i I just keep going back to the fact that he's just so fascinating to watch. He's so charismatic that we're... It's, it's that we, as as people, will not kind of not apologize for him, but like let it go a little bit. He's a he's a documentary. He has his own live show. He has his own zoo. He went for politics. He's a he's a country singer. He's a country. He's got songs. His man,
0: these music videos are ridiculous.
1: Oh my god, they're they're gold though. I love that that shit is out there on the internet. That's like just so just so special. Do you know what I mean? Just how like how many songs are out there about him looking at tigers and Oh my god, when his when his husband died, uh Yeah. Uh Travis. Travis when Travis shot himself. Like clearly he was hmm. upset, but at the funeral he sang he sang a song about him like setting up a zoo or something. The song was all about him. The funeral was about yeah. him.
0: Yeah, and and not only that, there's a bit in the funeral where um he's talking about how how great Travis was and how Travis used to cheer him up. And his mom's sitting in the crowd and then he said uh, Travis used to, he says something to the effect like, oh, when I would be busy on my computer writing letters to senators and governors with my campaign, he'd come up and he'd stick his balls in my face. And everybody on the park saw Travis's balls because he loved taking them out. This is the guy's, this is his eulogy for his husband at his (laughs) funeral. And his mother is sitting right there, and then he sings one of his shitty songs, and it's like how, s-? and he's dressed as a priest with a cowboy hat on. Like, it just yeah. doesn't stop. He's so absurd and self-centered. Like this, this woman yeah. just lost her son. Her son killed himself because this guy hooked him on meth and locked him in a fucking tiger park. Like this is like a fantasy. This shouldn't be real life. You know. Yeah,
1: that is. Yeah, it's sick. It's pretty sick, man. It's, it's crazy. Nuts. And then, like, yeah, she was yeah, invited that's... back to the wedding when, a month later, he married, like, oh. another new young yeah. guy. Um, and it was just her and them in the pictures. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. It's, it's like, at the end, you're like, oh, that's it. He's in prison and... He's the one that's the most guilty in this whole thing and and everyone else gets to just walk away like it it is a bit annoying, but then it's like yeah he's but he's like he's a he's a tool he's a he's an idiot, like you said he's he self centered and he bounces from one thing to another, kind of just trying to clean his yeah. tracks he seems honest in one way, but he's he's deluded yeah definitely
0: yeah um he definitely is and there there's there's one person in the whole show uh who who I legitimately like and that's uh, what's what's his name's um staff you, you know um in the start of the second episode he loses his arm and then uh he decides I can get it amputated she it's a he i think it goes by i think i think he, uh he uses those pronouns as far as I could tell from what I looked up. He? Yeah. Really? Oh. That Mm. went
1: by my radar. I didn't didn't notice that
0: actually. I didn't know it either and then when I was looking up some research there's a few articles on that and a few of these articles were were accusing the uh, show of I'm not up to date with all this terminology but basically misgendering him Mm. uh, because they use his female name. I'm being very... (laughs) Is, right. I, I feel like I'm doing a lot of uh, verbal gymnastics now just to get this right. Um, just to
1: get it right. Okay. Yeah. But but. You know what I mean. But yeah. he he goes by a he he he. That's his that's his preferred pronoun, gender pronoun. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Is and they don't. Do and that he the probably don't... said that, and then for some reason they just didn't go with that in
0: the show. I Either don't know. They didn't they know asked or with certainly the an article i read had uh quoted him since the show saying yeah. that he he went by the the he him pronoun but anyway oh, okay i mean that's a whole separate issue but basically he said that mm. um like tr- throughout the whole show right think of all the money that joe had spent on his music videos and all this bullshit and then carl <laughs> basket brings him to court and he him and carl basket spent Mountains of money millions possibly in court fighting these legal battles, and mm. yeah he's has these tigers and chimpanzees living in cages eating gone off <coughs> meat, and his workers as well aren't getting proper wages you know what I mean like mm. like how imagine you worked in that park and you lived in a shitty trailer and then he's out there recording one of his fucking music videos and you're thinking like I'm eating gone off walmart meat like how mm. insulted would you be like you know what I mean like I just Oh, man, I just, the more I think about this guy, the more I, I just, he's, he's despicable, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and look, you even said earlier there was a scene where he, he picked up some woman at a petrol station. He was like, come at me, I'll give you a job. And like, he can tell he's really in that moment. I mean, he probably does think he's doing a good thing, but, he, you know, in a very altruistic mm-hmm. state. Uh, he's aware that he's being yeah. filmed he knows that it looks like he's doing a good thing he knows he's looking like a great person um but like you said that person he's 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 gaining loads out of that because he's finding people that have no other choice so yeah they won't be paid they won't expect to be expected to pay uh be paid much they're they're working long hours because they don't you know they've nowhere else to go at least here they' have a shelter they've some type of a family uh, and they're given a job to do and so like don't get me wrong, like he's giving them work he's given them a place, but like he's got more to benefit out of this than they do he is kind of abusing yeah. broken people like um
0: yeah
1: it's fucked up, it's so fucked up you know at least with um bad ba- badavan Gadavan Vodavon Volavant's? Who? At least with volavant, You know Volavant.
0: What? What's Volavon? What are you talking
1: about? <laughs> no, no What do they call him? Uh, at least with Bagavon. The doc Oh the
0: Doctor yeah. Yes At
1: least with him um, At least Andrew. with him Yeah You know He paid his Actually he didn't He didn't, he didn't even pay them He just wiped them <laughs> He didn't pay them He had a whole he, system he... There was like a pyramid They had to climb up By basically climbing on his dick uh, to get to the top yeah. and then they could become his top wives who look down over all the apprentices and, uh, yeah, no, he didn't have a, none of them do. They're all abusing their staff and it's fucked up, man. Yeah,
0: a lot of them were, pretty much. I mean, like, it's crazy. Like, in any other setting, uh, you wouldn't accept it. Not not that anybody accepts it here. It's just that in, in the the guise of the show of watching it as a piece of in- entertainment and I suppose maybe if you lived in the united states maybe you lived in this sort of rural community not too far from where he lived uh, it might be more uh, shocking maybe i feel like it's so far removed it almost feels like i'm watching a weird version of *Trader park boys except for tigers you know what i mean mm. so <laughs> yeah you know so it's hard to actually think like th- these are real people like yeah, these are real people's lives i mean like that uh, I mean like when, when staff loses his hand, he decides not to get reconstructive surgery for three years mm. or whatever it would take. He just, just amputated off. He wants to go back to work. Just get rid of it. He wants to get back to, and like he was, um, I mean I think he had been taken advantage of. He was in the army and then came back, probably seemed like a kind of a veteran who did who didn't have much options after coming back. It's kind of a really sad story, and at the very end, staff said that, like, once Jeff Lowe took over the zoo, he moved, didn't want to have anything else to do with it. He said it wasn't about the animals anymore. And it's like, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of the only reasonable voice I thought throughout like, most of the show was, was staff mm. because, yeah, because because it, cause it Ultimately, he didn't even care about himself getting injured. He just cared about the tigers. And it's just like, it's yeah. all just bullshit. It's like, nobody cares about these animals. It's so sad. And remember Well, I actually taught a lot of the
1: people... I taught a lot of the people that um, Joe had working for him actually were, like, good people. They weren't, like... Oh, yeah. They, they weren't never... fuckheads. Do you know what I mean? For, like, people that had possibly destroyed their lives or... or, or, or you know, not not that everyone that gets addicted to drugs or everyone that finds himself homeless is 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 uh, shouldn't be trusted and can't like turn the life around. Of course, but like it's just amazing how good hearted a lot of the people were that worked on that park with him, and 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 yeah, they all seem to have like really good hearts and care about the animals. The guy without his legs uh, was another yeah. one, um, but they you know they all had like. They all had their weaknesses. They all had their kind of their game to play in this. But yeah, like you said, um, staff, staff, staff. Yeah.
0: Staff is the. Yeah, he uh, he th-
1: was legit. He was authentic the whole way through. That's that's the vibe I got. Definitely, definitely a good voice in the whole thing. I also thought the the person who came in near the end of the show, who became Joe's uh, political advisory. Oh yeah. That guy. I didn't like him because what was his name?
0: You didn't like him, no.
1: At first, I didn't like him for some reason. I don't know because he he kind of just sounded like. He said he met Joe and then Joe offered him the job he always wanted. But then he didn't like Joe, but he kept doing it or something. And then he was there when Travis shot himself, and then he connected with Joe further. But he said something near the end of the show about um about about that about yeah. the animals about how much money had been used about after everything you know like no one yeah. gives a shit about the animals after this whole fucking thing the amount of animals that could have been saved that could have been looked after yeah. he makes a really good point uh, he really digs in hard near the end of the show and, and I thought uh, it just gave him a bit of spine it just gave him a backbone again and made me really appreciate it appreciate him as a person for I guess making that that point so um, so articulately There's a word. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unlike myself, no, he. Yeah, he did. He did. And
0: yeah, that was uh, Joshua Dial. That's what um, I have down here. The campaign manager. Campaign. Uh, Yeah, he was. He seemed quite intelligent. Uh, Of everybody in the show, he seemed like he was probably well educated. And Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And I say, how does he end up with all these crackpots? You know, him and um, the guy who produced the reality TV show. Rick uh, Kirkham, they both seemed like pretty, they had, you know, they were smart guys. At least uh, the Rick guy who did did the TV show, there were shots of him working with uh, Fox News or or Mm -hmm. like proper, I think I saw Bill O'Reilly or something. He did reports for Bill O'Reilly's show back in the day before he became a monster. Um, But Mm -hmm. like he was like proper on national television, you know what I mean? Wait, before who came a monster? Oh, Bill O'Reilly I was talking about. Bill O'Reilly, you know Bill O'Reilly, do it live. Remember him on Fox News had the uh O'Reilly show, and he got oh. he got he got banned. Oh yeah, he got yeah. banned because he was grabbing loads of girls and stuff.
1: Yes, That's yes, yes. Shows. Yeah. No, I was thinking of someone completely different there for a second. Um Have you ever seen Religious? Religious? Yes, Bill Maher. I was thinking of Bill Maher I was thinking of Bill Maher there for a second I was like when did
0: wow. Bill Maher become a monster <laughs> <laughs> um, no I like Bill Maher I like Bill Maher he's alright he is alright I right, wouldn't would shit right. on Bill Maher That's that um, Rick
1: is that his name you said his name was Rick the producer Rick Kirkham. yeah he how much did he remind you of Hunter S Thompson that type of character
0: yeah he did a lot
1: the voice I mean, and the hat be...
0: yeah
1: or uh, or, or what's that Winger, yeah? or whatever yes yeah, he, yeah. He he was uh, he a he's an interesting person for sure. He's definitely been around. He's seen it all.
0: But uh, I was um, me and Anna were uh, talking last week with a friend of ours um, on Zoom from the states, and and the Tiger King came up, mm-hmm. and he had watched it, and he had made a good point. Uh, I want to point out it's his point because I want to steal it uh, about. Uh, the scene with the campaign manager when you see the footage of of when Travis kills himself and you see the security footage of him reacting mm-hmm. and he, our friend said that he felt kind of manipulated by that scene that he had, when he started watching the show he had no expectation that he would be forced to watch a death reaction video which is what that is um, and I just thought that was kind of an interesting point as mm. I can what do you think of that notion? Because you watch somebody watching somebody else blow their head off, and it is quite disturbing and a bit manipulative. Hmm.
1: Wow. Yeah, I'm. I'm a bit stunned by that. By that realization. Now that you're saying it, it's heavy. It's, it's, isn't it? it's mad. It's it is heavy. Now, now, yeah. Looking back, I mean, it was heavy at the time, but but I guess it was heavy in the sense of like. Yeah, in the sense of entertainment, it was like, oh my god, I can't believe he killed himself. But you're still watching yeah. like real footage of like a moment someone shot themselves and their 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 heads probably exploded on a wall, and you're watching someone react to that. That mm. yeah, that is a very extreme and traumatic thing to watch, and uh, is manipulated the right word? I don't know if 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 I'd say you are manipulated into watching anything. But I do feel like the people who created the show didn't take full responsibility for for, for some of the stuff you've already mentioned at the start. Uh, make you know taking these people and making it a bit more like a reality show and making you kind of sucked in and 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 maybe blurring that line of like you know this is real shit. You know we shouldn't be. You know. <sighs> As reality shows start to open up anyway, and you find out more about a person, you're probably going to take different sides. It's going to go up and down, and it's important they do that yeah. to keep you interested, for sure. Like that happens in every documentary anyway. It has to feel a bit like a movie, and um... but you know, Joe becomes like this character, and like you said, you, you I guess he you you shouldn't feel as sorry for him as as we maybe do. He's not. Just because he's like the main person we follow doesn't mean he's innocent at all, and we kind of let him away with stuff because he's interesting, and that's a terrible reason. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what the answer is to that. But, but <laughs> if it, like,
0: it's like, a like a would they question. should they
1: warn people? Should they maybe just not use it? Maybe should they not have had the whole clip? I mean, what would you do in that situation? As as someone who. Who loves movies? Who's always been interested in being a yeah. filmmaker? Who's written scripts? Who's made short films? We both worked in college on stuff like this. What What would you do if you had that footage and it was you were telling the story?
0: That's that is a tough one because it's yeah it's it's easy when you're sitting watching it as an audience member, and um, you can yeah you 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 have no responsibility for it, so it's easy to judge. Um, yeah, if you're in the position of putting the show together then you have this material this part of the story that's extremely dynamic and creates a lot of drama and you can use it in a way to to make the show very engaging so that's it use that then is the is the ethical question so yeah i mean i guess off the top of my head the problem i have with it is that if you were going to use it, it it almost feels like the show it should be the the show isn't really about travis there's an episode that talks about joe's relationships and he's in that episode he's in the whole show bits and bobs but there's one episode that focuses on joe's relationships and then it goes into that in detail and it seems a bit like in the context of that person's entire life to use that moment just for a little bit of drama in an episode it doesn't seem weighted properly you know what I mean? If you want, to, if you're taking a responsibility to tell the story of somebody's life or to tell the story of somebody's death, then you should really, in the context of the whole piece of art or piece of entertainment, it should be better. That moment should be better weighed against the rest of it, because it's a show about mm. crazy tiger people, and they kind of have this guy's dramatic death folded into it, just as another plot point. That just seems a little unfair. But I mean, they probably got permission from his family. I mean, his mother seemed a little like she maybe was a drug addict or something like this. So they seem like all vulnerable people. They could have maybe given her a bit of money for the interview. Can we use this footage Um, that has to do with your son? She probably said yes. She's probably be happy to have people around. It still doesn't necessarily make it right.
1: Well, like, like you said, I mean, just just because she gives them permission... I mean that's well that that is important obviously that is one side that the family yeah. have given consent for you to use their their family members debt in a public way um, yeah that's a whole other subject but I guess I guess like you said and like your friend said that's not the same as putting it in there for for the public to see and they didn't when they didn't sign up for that but but how how would you but like how how do you ever sign up. For I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to debate it at all. Um, yeah. May, maybe I it is quite unethical for it to be there at all. But 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 also, I don't know. If you if you watch any like I I over the years I've I've watched a good few psychopathic documentaries where you know a guy or a girl yeah. are just insane, and I just I just think it's so interesting to watch these people lie and go chew months of court when they're clearly guilty and they just, like, lie to their deed and somehow convince others around them. It's like, I just find people like that incredible to watch. Like, psychopaths are so fascinating. And they always think they're getting away with it. They're always so, like... And they kind of get away with it because they're so convinced they're going to get away with it. But if you look at them for, like, long enough, it's like, you can see they're lying. It's not even that mischievous. They're smiling. Sometimes psychopaths are smiling while they're lying about something. Um. Mm. Anyway... But like you know you watch stuff like that and I don't know if you watch a, you don't you don't watch it. You don't watch a live suicide though. So that's I guess that's different.
0: Well um, see that's it. I mean I I think listening to what you're saying I think it is, it is a very harsh critique. I think it's a relevant critique of the show. It doesn't break any laws or anything like that, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't show somebody being killed. If it did show somebody being killed then maybe there will be um you would have to warn mm. somebody before they they watch it. Um it's just it's a question of I suppose taste really as well as edicts. like like they chose to put in that footage so um you might feel a little kind of I wish I didn't see that but they don't they don't cross any legal boundaries mm. anyway. Some people might think it's out of taste.
1: You say it's almost a a question of taste. With that in mind to to have a scene like that do you think the whole thing shouldn't have been as... Not that it's trashy, but it's almost, like you said, it has, like, a, a a leaning... It's, like, a new style of documentary that has a bit more of, like, a reality show-ness to it without being mm. the Kardashians or Ozzy Osbournes. But, like, something... Yeah. A kind of a twist with that. Do you, do you think, like, maybe the whole documentary should have been a bit more, like, just, like, realistic and more with the facts then if it was going to show something like that? Instead of having, like... Kind of like this fun, wacky, eccentric people, but then also like, here's a guy blown off his head, you know. Um. Yeah, I
0: yeah, I think if the show had, I think if the show had been shorter, if they had just taken out a lot of the over the top bullshit, you know what I mean? Like taking taking a step back, you know what I mean, and more kind of observed the people and kind of explained it without getting too wrapped up, because you do get wrapped up in their bullshit. You know what i mean and the mm-hmm. information's coming so fast It like just there's even a scene in it where joe is reading from carl basket's diary it's like and they never go into any detail about how he gets her diary or anything. you know it's just so much stuff stuffed into the into the thing just yeah it just makes no sense um and they suggest so many things that they don't go into in detail so i think yeah i think if they had just I I'd, I'd recommend go back and watch that Louis Tarrou documentary because it's just oh, yeah. about Joe. And yeah. it's al- in a way it's it's almost it's obviously it's less exciting and it it is not like this crazy massive long story with twists up and down. But it probably gives you a better idea of who Joe Joe is in a larger scale. Yeah. Because it's not because your your impression of Joe when you're watching the show is wrapped up the whole story so you get wrapped up with him where louis teru's documentary it's more kind of like oh i'm just going to spend a few weeks it's more with this raw crazy tiger guy and we all know what louis yeah and you know like louis teru always has those little looks to the camera like this guy's crazy and he asks him a few leading questions you know a few cheeky questions that he know you know the, the interviewers always know like oh mm. he's trying to catch me off guard and stuff and it just doesn't go too over the top you know what i mean uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough one Jay mm.
1: well it seems like the people that met the, the Netflix thing they kind of just whether you want to say it's right or wrong they kind of just captured him being him whereas Louis Thoreau mm-hmm. you could say always gets to the bottom of the people he's interviewing gets yep. gets to asking them difficult questions gets them to think gets them to face him and like very intelligently dismantles them, uh, or opens them up for the for the the interview, the documentary. Uh, whereas this show was more about kind of like, yeah. look all these crazy people. Let's kind of capture them, <laughs> and like, let's make an entertaining show out of them. I uh, you know, maybe it wasn't as, uh, yeah. what's the word? As 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 maybe they weren't as used as it come comes across. I mean, look, a lot of these people wanted to be on the camera as well. You could just tell they wanted to be in the show. They loved it.
0: Yeah. Um well it seems like Joe wanted to be famous for a very long time. Well he got his wish. Um <laughs> he tried for years really to make it big and then it just so happened that this documentary came out right when this um pandemic was happening so everyone was stuck inside <laughs> and everybody watched it. There was I think I wrote it yeah. down it's ridiculous um the amount of people who watched it. Really fucked up. Yeah, they said in the first ten days it was released. Thirty four point three million people watched it on Netflix. Yeah, thirty four million.
1: So it was. So. It was ranked as uh, Netflix's most successful release ever. 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 Yeah, it's it's the wow. most success Netflix has ever had with anything um, in its release date. So, like you said, yeah, probably with the times and everything going on, and the fact that it just it was it just looked so absurd. It has the perfect title. You know, uh, the trailer, like, you watch a trailer, you're like, yeah. I don't even know what this is about when I know I'm going to watch it. You know, and <laughs> just, you know you're going to get involved and yeah. um, and have an opinion. And now everyone's talking about, did she do it? Should he deserve to be in jail? There's all these, like you said, unanswered questions. Did he burn his own studio with the tapes? And, and by doing so, uh, yeah. kill three crocodiles? You know what I mean? Like, uh, did he...
0: It's terrible. Just
1: Did he kill his own tigers? So many things. Yeah. Well, he said he did actually. He did do euthanasia when they're too sick. He can't. Yeah, to kill them. Um. So he did actually admit to that. But there's just there's a lot of questions. I feel like I've more questions than answers by the end of it.
0: I think so. See, I I looked up a bit about the guy who uh, made the show, and he's mostly into. He's like a businessman he does a lot of, uh, yeah. conservation for our environment and, and endangered animals. And mm. Yeah, and somehow he ended up. With this show in his lap, because it seems like between Louis Theroux and then the other guy, the uh, Rick Kirkham, who was doing the reality show, several people have touched in on Joe, and he's the guy who actually somehow managed to get all this footage and this whole story in the package. Mm. And it seems like his main MO is kind of, uh, you know, kind of pro, um, pro animals, pro uh, environment and that doesn't really come across in the end of the show it's more kind of a reality show about these crazy people than about focusing on the animals and then making these people making you question whether these people are, are looking after the animals or not it's more about did she kill her husband it doesn't mm. really the the only question of a tiger is if did she feed him to the tiger not whether the tiger should have been fed a person you know what i mean
1: <laughs> yeah there was a second director as well. It just gets Rebecca Chaiklin
0: Oh that's who directed it with him, was it?
1: It was the two of them, yeah. It was it was um Eric Good and Rebecca Chucklin. I'm, I'm not too sure exactly what she'd been on before. Um but yeah, she 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 co directed it with him. Um
0: Listen, it it works really well.
1: I look. I liked it. <laughs> uh, Me i too. found it very entertaining i i was engrossed in the story and the people and i just wanted to know more and it was just chaos just total chaos just seemed like people living in the wild, wild west and not really relying on the law or police for anything just like this is my land these are my rules people cross those rules, I'm going to kill them because that's just how we talk here, that's just how we deal with things. Uh, everyone has a gun, everyone just deals with their own shit by like threatening each other and then everyone's all hostile and there's more chaos and more drama and it's just, it's just mad, it's just, it, and and then, you know, living with tigers, I mean, you see, in a lot of ways, they've domesticated them, They've they've made friends with them, pets out of them, but like these tigers are wild animals, it's in their blood yeah. to like, use the power of their massive skulls to just scrape into your body and tear you apart and make a meal out of you. And their nails, you know what I mean? They're these massive, like, gigantic powerhouse predators that are just built. And like, I can't imagine being around them all the time doesn't add to the hysteria a little bit, to the chaos of like, this thing that always in the background wants to slice you open into a million pieces and you have like, what, 50 of them on your property? And then, uh, you know, the other person that you're threatening has also like 50 wild creatures.
0: It's just, it's wild. It's, it's wild. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah. There's some um, adrenaline buzz that they must live off having mm-hmm. these animals and owning so many of them. You know what I mean? Having 300, 400 tigers and there's even, uh, I think in the first episode of the second, they talk about some guy who went crazy who owned loads of tigers and, opened up all his cages and then shot himself so then you know, all the mm. police had to come in and kill like these 50 or 60 tigers had to shoot them all before they escaped into the general population so oh. and that's a bit actually the the, Lu, the Louis Tarou documentary opens with it they're, they're ex- expecting a, a storm to hit the tiger sanctuary and Joe was saying in, in that that uh, if it's a direct hit like if a tornado hits then like all the cages might get destroyed and all these tigers might be released. You know what I mean? And and then, like, Louis like, well, what's going to happen? He's like, that'd be a big problem. That'd be a very, very big problem. There has Jesus. to be, yeah. There's a, there's an adrenaline. Off it. And, like, there's a few bits in the show. There's one bit, remember, um, where Joe kind of gets a little bit attacked. They're licking his shoes, his boots, mm. and they start pulling him around the cage, and he shoots the ground, and he's screaming at one of them, I'm going to kill you, bitch. Mm. all this crazy shit you know what I mean Like he's
1: whacking them with his stick that's... as he's getting pulled he's like ah stop it and it's just like grabbing them around
0: <laughs> one of his walking sticks yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's another bit as well with Jeff uh... Jeff Lowe do you remember that when he's in yeah. one of the cages with his wife and the lion kind of he's playing with it and then the lion it's like a male lion with the big mane starts freaking out and he's c- trying to control it and at one point he realizes it's too much mm-hmm. and he says to his wife like get out get out get of the cage out, yeah. she runs out he's still in there kind of wrestling and someone gets the hose and blasts the line with the hose and then it runs off but and he's like all cut up on his arm I was like this guy is crazy like why would you even get into the cage with it like it just if if somebody had had taken a little longer to get the hose if he hadn't told her mm-hmm. to run if if it had all just gone a little bit differently, maybe the tiger or the, the lion would have just decided that, nah, it's worth holding on to this guy, I want to eat him. And then Jeff Lowe would have been gone. We could have been, we could have been watching a reaction video of his wife watching him being <laughs> eaten by a tiger or by a lion.
1: <laughs> Look, there's definitely a power trail out of it. You said you said like uh, get a bit of adrenaline rush. I think it's a power move as well. It's like look at all these wild animals that I can walk around and control, and they obey me. And also like maybe I can let loose onto you. You know, uh, like there was so much yeah. fear with the deputies in in the local areas that that's what was going to happen. Like like that that had happened before, mm. where some guy just went crazy on purpose or by accident, and and let their their animals loose, and they were all over the town. They had to kill them. What a fucking waste. That they just kill these creatures because now they're let loose and they're wild. And what are they doing walking around a city when there's like families and children? Um. So, yeah, maybe there's a bit of like a power rush, like where you just keep going into that chaos and keep building. And then it's like, well, no one's going to say anything because if they do, I'll let my tigers loose on them. You can't touch yeah, I mean, me, I got my, my Tyson tigers. Had tigers. He did, yeah. He did have a few, didn't he? He big, had tight
0: ones. I, it is. And I mean, it seems. That, yeah, I mean, the show points out very clearly with Jeff Lowe, with Doc Antle, even with Joe and his two husbands, that it's a very effective way to get people into bed, apparently. Who would have thought? This works. Is running a cult. Mm. Yeah, it definitely works. It seems to be working um, well, yeah. You know what I mean? That um, if you're kind of some old creepy guy with a bunch of tigers and you can captivate young women into thinking like you're rich maybe because like tigers uh everybody knows now that a tiger costs like two thousand dollars which is far less than anyone suspected but before that i would have guessed tigers cost tens of thousands to buy one um so i think that comes across like with jeff low with his his uh, rent Ferrari—it kind of creates an illusion of of wealth, maybe. Far too cheap.
1: Far too cheap, isn't it? Sh- it should be either illegal to be buying tigers, or like so much that it it, it kills the market because. Like if yeah. if 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 the percentage of tigers in the wild is that low, why are we getting away with buying them at two grand? Like some dogs are two grand. Like what's, what's? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. Do you think Do you think by the end of the film uh, you know again like the whole the whole the film the whole show even proves furthermore like that was it ever even about the animals like like we're all talking about yeah. the people in it like by the end of it yeah. have we learnt really anything about animals there was a little thing at the end about how many um, you quoted it earlier about how many were in the wild compared to in the US um, but other than that <clears throat> I don't know I don't know. Do we really learn or feel anything more for the animals?
0: I think there's one bit. Yeah, th- they reflect on it um, in the last, the last episode, really. The last moments of the last episode, and then in the second last episode, there's a few hints as well. Joe runs away to some other. No, he he abandons his zoo and he goes into hide, and he takes a few tigers and stuff with him. There's a bit with. Um, he talks about bringing his two or uh, chimpanzees to some sanctuary and he kept them oh, for yeah. 10 years in cages next to each other. And as soon as they let them loose in, in the big yard in the sanctuary, they went over and they hugged each other. And Joe's even like crying talking about it. He's like, did I like deny these two um, mm. animals the right to kind of be themselves? And, and, you know, did he take away a part of, of them? And he admits that he did. You know what I mean? I think See, the show does make some really nice points like that. It's just not enough. When you've watched seven episodes, which is seven hours, and maybe in total, like, what what is there? Of those seven hours, there might be half an hour in total that's dedicated to actually trying to make you think about the animal's welfare instead of trying to explain a, a, how she might have killed her husband or explain how the FBI caught him and trying to kill her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It spends so much time with this kind of Um, reality drama that uh, yeah it just doesn't really make you realise the animals but that that is one good moment anyway and he admits it as well that he he, they show some old footage when he first got into it and he kind of yeah they kind of say he kind of lost his way do you
1: think it's kind of one of those things where the show wants to just reveal what happened and not try and push it either way Although they're kind of doing that with all the characters so why wouldn't they do it with the animals? Yeah. Just show. He does say near the end of it he said the reason what did he say? He said the reason tigers die in cages no what was it?
0: Oh yeah. That their soul dies. they lose their soul. They lose their soul.
1: And then he realises that he's in a cell by the end of it. He's in a cage. Or you hope he
0: realises. He does mention it but like does he really get it? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what they they try and go for that analogy at the end between the tigers in the cage and him in the in the in the prison cell Unfortunately, they don't have footage of him pacing around his his cell So they couldn't lean into a hard, you know, but they try and um, push that idea. It's a good idea Um Uh yeah like listen as a as a piece of media it's it's very well accomplished. I am mm-hmm. guilty as anybody else. I watched it, I enjoyed it. I pretty much binge watched it in a few days, mm-hmm. maybe two episodes a day, or something like that, and I did enjoy it. It's definitely something I wouldn't run back to um when we decided to do it for this. I went back through each episode, you know kind of scanned the episodes to make notes because it was so long I was like there's so much shit that happens. I've forgotten most of it um I, w- I just wouldn't i wouldn't rush back to watch it again and yes. that's a true testament of it i think that's the problem with a lot of these netflix shows especially the the, the documentaries the documentary shows making a murderer they're not very rewatchable <laughs> great the first time round mm. after that they lose a bit of their oomph you know what i mean once you know what's going to happen
1: yeah whatever template they kind of use too long. suits the new generation maybe of kind of just like digesting information, engulfing things really quick, like the whole Netflix binge Yeah, there's like yeah, that this whole thing has is creating different styles of entertainment and how to watch and how to how to how to take in media. And then like as well with social media, so like everything's gonna have an impact. I don't know, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy man. Um. yeah I don't think it's very rewatchable I've I'd, I'd no interest in going back to it I've been been there done that kind of thing
0: Um. yeah something did pop into my head earlier but then the conversation moved on uh, just about the ho- about the whole the, the debt reaction video and that whole kind of was it, whether it was right or wrong like I've I've watched plenty of controversial things and I do think it's in the context of it you know and like there's a filmmaker I really admire called Werner Herzog he's a mm-hmm. German filmmaker he makes a he made a film called Grizzly Man about the guy who goes off um, up in the canada and he lives with the bears and eventually he gets eaten by one and he has hundreds of hours of recordings of him with these bears in the wild that they then use to make this documentary and there's a bit in the show because the filmmaker is very much he's very much a part of uh, the documentary you know what i mean like talking to people off camera and he's on camera a few times uh, when anyway when the guy got killed by the bear his camera was rolling but he had the lens cap on it so the camera rolled and they captured the sound of him getting attacked right. now they didn't use this in the documentary but the filmmaker knew he had to address it in some way and there's a scene in the film where i think the uh the guy's ex-wife was now in possession of the tape and she's never listened to it so there's a shot in the film where he sits with his headphones on and listens to the tape and she watches him listening to the tape and then afterwards he says burn the tape get rid of it never let anybody else listen to it out of respect for the dead and um, so i just think that was a very creative responsible way and in the context mm-hmm. of watching the film which is about this guy's life and about how he loved the bears and how he lived with nature. That's a way of, it's almost by not playing it and then discussing it, you realise the importance of his life yeah, and not just his death. Anyway, just, just the thought that I had in my head I wanted to communicate.
1: No, you're totally right because that's, that's the main issue here, I think, for a filmmaker. You want to tell the story and so you may not be an insensitive person, you know, the guy who directed this who said he does a lot for animals and seems to be a good person, seems to give a lot and um, probably has a... whatever that means, I don't know. Not that that necessarily means you're a good person, <laughs> but like, you know, plenty of reasons to prove that he is a good person. And um, So so why would you use a shot like that unless it's too... Unless, like you said, yeah, had that they have permission and they felt like it just... It would really hit home for people, but then, like, should you be using someone's suicide as a as a way to make people feel emotion during a, a documentary? Maybe yes, maybe no. Especially if you're if you're trying to not make the the point that the Tiger King was this great guy. Um, but yeah, that's a much that's a much more creative solution because cause you're you're telling the same story, but you're also saying this is is not ethical to be used in a piece of media um but it still happened and we won't discuss it um i mean cuz you, you have people talking about your man's debt in the show like the yeah the political advisor he campaign uh, advisory. yeah you know he talks about that debt and like being there and he obviously yeah you know, we see his face in that footage it's very real Very real for him, and he's like, he was obviously
0: comfortable with it as well, you know. Yeah, he
1: he didn't mind talking about it on some level. Um, Jesus, fuck, can you imagine someone comes into a room and says, Oh no, the clip's on, or whatever, and then they like blow themselves off, and you're like, What the fuck just witnessed? Um, but that you know that, that a lot of that is, is Tiger King's fault for sure it's Joe Exotic's fault for walking around with guns and shooting them whenever he felt like it, and kind of creating that atmosphere where anyone could do that yeah. um, walking around with guns and drugs on your system uh, in your system it's not it's not a good way to run a business or a <laughs> a compound
0: that's for sure <laughs> yeah yeah um, a Tiger compound with meth it was always going to go south Really, as much as I'm giving out about it or complaining or critiquing the show, it, like I I admire um, how effective it was. Mm. You know they put it together in a way that kept you watching the next episode and the next episode. Even okay. even though looking back, I think like it could have been much shorter. They could have cut a lot of fat out. They kind of milked it, mm. but they did it. They did it well. You know what I mean? As as filmmakers, as as TV show runners, whatever way you want to put it they they're seriously skilled and they know how to manipulate that media and it's a complicated story, and they get it across so there's there's a lot to be said for that
1: oh hundred percent i know it was it was filmed really well uh, really high quality footage the interviews are done beautifully, like cinematically speaking, and then uh, so much yeah. so much material to work with. You know, uh, like where do you, where would you even start with a story with like this? You could go from so many different directions. They interview so many different people. Obviously, go with Joe Exotic because he just seems to be the most charismatic and the center and all this, and has the most background with it all. Um, yeah, yeah, good, great entertainment value.
0: <laughs> oh
1: yeah, but listen, man, I
0: two thumbs up for entertainment
1: value. Two thumbs down for animal cruelty. <laughs>